everybody. Welcome to Revival Town Podcast. I'm Chuck Tate. That's Andy King. How you doing, mate? I'm doing good. Feeling good. Yeah. Beautiful time of year. It is. Love it. Sun is shining. Oh, We've got man. a great show. We have. Man. We got a bit of a laugh. A little bit of a laugh because of something crazy that happened to you. Oh, crazy. Okay. I've got to, I've got to tell the story. Even though we talk about it in the interview, um, I, I want to share it so that people can... <laughs> Can laugh along with us. Yes, yes. Because you can't make this stuff up. So a few weeks ago at the Dream Center, um, we were awarded $100,000 from uh, an organization called Meridian, which deal with health insurance for very low income. (laughs) Sorry. Well, (laughs) I haven't got to the funny bit yet. (laughs) I was going to interrupt you. You said $100,000 from um, an organization called, I was going to say, Illinois Lotto. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Oh man. Oh my goodness. But so, yeah, go ahead. So, so we. So it's a, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And so we were getting this check, and so a lot of places they're like, "Hey, we don't need to make a, a big deal about it." Like, but for this organization and giving us this, and what we do in working with the homeless and low income, the reason why we partnered with them is this will also. Their organization is designed to help low-income and homeless folks really get insurance, right. right? medical insurance. And so so we made a big deal. We've put their logo on the mobile trucks because they're going to go out with us uh, into different areas. Big deal. So we, they said to us, can we do a bit of a press release? We're like, yeah, not a problem. We do that a lot. So at the Dream Center, we have this parking lot, and we created like a mini courtyard with the vehicles, the mobile vehicles. So we had the hair salon in front of us. We had the mobile showers, the mobile laundry units, and the food truck. And we created like this this courtyard square right, area, yeah, they're, right? And they're, and they're pretty good-looking trucks. They're pre- it's pretty cool. Yeah. Really. Yeah, and we, we're, we've got them out every week. And um, so we create this courtyard. There's rows of chairs. You know, I'm standing at the front. Like, there is... Not only all the media are there filming, getting what they need, there is also city officials, state officials, there are top businessmen, there are the, there's the CEO of this organization that flew in for it, there's people from that organization there, my staff are there, like it's, it's a big, it's a big deal, deal, big deal, right? And you got to remember, so for those who listen for the first time, I run the Dream Center, which also on the property has a homeless shelter for women and children, fathering dads, and also families, right? Right. About 100 to 150 people stay there just in that one program every night. And then we have the village, which is 21 apartments where we can transition people from homelessness into there. Okay. So I have to get up and do a bit of a talk, right? Like, thank you for coming. Let me just tell you a bit about the Dream Center. And so I've got probably 30, 40 people in front of me and I'm sharing and I'm facing the hair salon. And as I'm talking about taking these ladies that are homeless and giving them a chance to bring them dignity and compassion, and I hear a noise and I hear shouting <laughs> and I am panicking because I am trying to stay focused. And it was one of the ladies and we go into it in in the podcast but uh one of the ladies was not happy with the dream center because she had just been asked to leave uh mental illness involved and other things but 
she had just been asked to leave. And all of a sudden, I hear in the background, Andy King, you liar! <laughs> you're a liar, Andy King! You're throwing me out! You don't know what you're doing! You're a liar! And I am just dying, like... We've got ah. some. We've got some elected officials there that have yeah. never been to the Dream Center. Oh my goodness! I just this is like your worst nightmare. Oh my gosh! And, and you, so, you know, one of the things that she says. Now we can laugh about it. Sure. sure. But in that moment, talk about being mortified. You, oh, just what do you do? Well, I am. I look at Christy, who you you are going to get to meet today, uh, who is over all of our housing. She's the housing director, and I am just looking at her, and she is. I mean, she is running to get to this woman. <laughs> And, uh, and she'll tell you how she handled the lady. Really? Um, but I tell you what, it, it was one of, one of those moments where um, I really... Uh, I've never had heckling like that before. I mean, I've right. had some time, you know. So here's the other thing, total side note. That night, we have to go to a town hall meeting for a house that we are were trying to get. Right. And it was like walking into the lion's yeah, den. Yeah, you texted me that. Oh, mate. Mate, I'm it about was, to walk in the lion's den. Yeah. And it was it was, it was even worse than you texted it was, me. It was brutal. So that was a that was a rough day for oh, you. Oh, man, rough day at the office that was. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. what you do. Oh, no, no. I was ready to go and work at Home Depot after that day. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but no, it was... And again, that's part of what we do, right? And and God's with us. Uh, God's with that lady. You'll, you'll hear today uh, from Christy. Christy is the housing director at Dream Center Peoria. And we wanted her to come on because her story is so unique. This is this is a really good story. And this is the first time you'd he- really heard it, yep, right? I, yep, I haven't. I haven't really heard it. You maybe mentioned it. Yeah. So, yeah, this is going to be good. Yeah, so why don't you sit back and relax and enjoy this conversation with Christy Schofield. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. All right, everybody, it's time for another conversation on Revival Town Podcast. Our guest today is Christy Schofield, Dream Center Peoria Housing Director. She joins us in the studio. We can't wait for her to share her story. Christy, welcome to Revival Town. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We're so happy to have you. This is going to be fun. Um, Christy has been with me on this journey really from day one. Um, at the Dream Center, but about, what was it, six years in? Was it around that, where the Y went bankrupt? Um, yeah, it, well, yes. It was around there, wasn't yes. it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and we'll get into all of that. Christy has been with us on staff for a long time. We talked in the intro about a very funny episode, incident, episode. In- incident, yeah. Yeah, at uh, Dream Center with a bunch of dignitaries and... Uh, Christy was the lady who really saved me because while I'm trying to like stay composed while this woman is heckling me, um, Christy had to run over pretty quick and help me out. <laughs> and, and let's let people know, 
you were doing a live interview on television when you got heckled. They, they were a, videoing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, it, and it was like different media outlets were there. All these state uh, officials, city officials, CEOs from this company that had just given us $100,000. And they love what we're doing. And then this lady starts saying, it's all lies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, and if for those listening for the first time, Andy King is the executive director of Dream Center Peoria. Yeah. And yeah, you received a $100,000 donation. So media outlets are there to, to film you here to talk about um, what they're given to. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. And you got the big, the big check probably, right? Big check. And the not big- only that, we were outside... Like we we created like a courtyard with all of the mobiles that we have. So Your we vehicles, have the mobile showers, yeah. you know, mobile hair salon, food, and laundry. laundry. And then we put the chairs in the middle, and we thought, oh, this is like a courtyard. This is gonna be great. Until yeah. the lady started shouting, Christy, <laughs> do you want to just give your interpretation of it? Well, Andy had asked me to stay out there, you know, and and just see if any of the homeless people came up or anything and i thought well this is going to be a boring job and so (laughs) i'm like sitting there and all of a sudden andy's talking and i start hearing screaming oh no and it's andy king is a liar (laughs) andy king is a liar and oh my goodness and so i was able to go back and comfort the woman it was mental illness which is very prevalent in in the shelter and stuff today and And we're not laughing at her right right. you just can't it's one of those things that you know hashtag you can't make up yeah yeah right it's just i mean and and we've done i mean over 20 odd years we've done a lot of stuff in that courtyard we've done a lot of things i'm around the building a lot like so we just we thought yeah. oh it'd be it'd be, yeah, fine. It'd be great it'd yeah be great. Great. yeah as the states reps were there and, <laughs> so, and so she just snapped right yes yes because she she just, she just got thrown out for for being stuff violent she was yeah she was extremely violent and um so she had been removed for a couple of days to calm down and she was not happy about that. But I talked with her. And prayed with her, actually. And she calmed down, went inside. We got her something to eat and everything. You know. So still caring for the homeless, even in spite of all that. Right. Something about that. Right. And you have to be able to laugh about it. You have to. I mean, I've been doing this 25 years. You have to be able to laugh. Because some of it is so sad that if you took it in and you hold it in, mm. I've seen people do that and it's not good. Yeah. So, Andy, I have a question for you. Yeah. What was going through your mind? Honestly, I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's a pretty big deal. Um, yeah. And, and there was so, some, it was celebratory. I mean, you know, something to, for the community to be excited about. Yeah, and there were some some city officials and, and, well, state officials that were there that are very hard to get to things we do, right? Because they're covering parts of the state, um, you know, things like that. So we'd got, like, pretty much the, everyone that we needed there. The, the funniest thing was... So you, you got to imagine, at the I'm, moment. I'm standing there and, you know, everyone's in rows looking at me. And then behind them, there is 
the the hair salon, mobile hair salon. This lady started from the other side of the hair salon. So I heard her before I saw her. Because I'm talking, got a microphone, I'm talking. And all of a sudden I hear shouting and like, you're a liar. And I I can't see where it's coming from. (laughs) And so... I was, what I was trying to do was, and this sounds terrible, it's not that I wanted to, but it was as though I had to ignore what was being said because it was throwing me on what I was trying to communicate in what we do at the Dream Center. I mean, there I am saying, you know, we help, you know, these ladies transition from homelessness to the village to back into society and, and, you know, we have a, you know, a 97% success rate for those that leave, do not come back to the shelter. So it's not like, like we have the stats, we have the data of what happens, okay? Right. But this lady had just been thrown out of the shelter, so she wasn't happy, you know, and, and that happens. You can't run, and Christy will get into this, you can't run a homeless shelter without rules and without consequences. Right, right. Um, even though we are the most low bearing you can get in the central Illinois area where if people come to us and they're drunk or high, we're still taking them in because it may be minus 10 outside. Right. Um, but they're, they're going into different route, a different room to sober up and things like that. So, so yeah, so Christy was there and I'm telling you, Christy, she could, she could tell you a lot of stories that we've, <laughs> we've been involved in. I mean, you know, there's some things from, Guys trying to get me up against a wall and I mean, all different types of things that have gone on over the years. But uh, Christy's always been there to help. Right, right. <laughs> well, and, um, you know, if you remember the fire department and there were two police officers there. Yeah. So, so when she was yelling, they started to go. And the last thing I wanted, I knew she was mentally ill, was, you know, the police to sure, sure. get involved with that. Sure. Yeah. So went over put my arms around her real quick and i'm like it's okay it's yeah. okay yeah. but so, go on i was gonna it reminds me of of honestly um an incident that took place in acts chapter 16 where paul was paul and silas were were preaching the gospel and there was a woman who was distracting and um she was demonized right right, right? and right. she started she started yelling and interrupting these men are servants of the most high god they have come to tell you how to be saved which that was true but the enemy was using her as a distraction and it says that it went on for day after day and finally it says paul got so (laughs) exasperated that he turned and said to the demon in her i command you in the name of jesus christ come out of her all right and she had been a fortune teller and so she was in bondage to these men who were using her and yeah. because they lost the opportunity to make money that's what threw them into prison of course fast forward a story where they were singing at the midnight hour yeah, yeah. right but it all began with somebody who was interrupting oh, and, and distracting and really so the enemy was using her yeah in that moment but christy you were there and the fact that you said it you prayed with her you calmed her down. The police didn't have to arrest her, and you were able to bring right. her in and feed her, even though she had just been kicked out because of her actions. There are consequences. Sure. There are rules. Yeah. But that, I think, just shows how Dream Center Peoria does care. Yeah, and you know, our core values is dignity, compassion, and purpose, and it leads 
that leads with dignity. Um, you know, seeing the person and working with them as best as we can. And Christy will tell you, I mean, we have many different departments at the Dream Center. Christy heads up what would be the hardest one just because we're 24-7, we're seeing people on their worst day. Yeah. They're, they're homeless. Wow. And, yeah. and, and we're a homeless shelter for women and children, fathering dads or families. And so you can imagine a family or a single parent mom showing up. Right now we've got a family with a lady with what? Nine, ten. Ten, ten kids. kids, one on the way. So, oh so we get very large families. Wow. Yes. Which we have a lot of. That's kids. why the average age is nine, right? Correct. Yeah, average age, and and we are, um, you know, our not Chris is here today, which is great because she can speak into this a lot. But our numbers are up over from 110 to 150 every night. Now there are certain times a year where it does go down a little bit, but where it would normally have been a lot less, all our numbers are doubled in the last year and a half yes yeah since um the moratoriums on eviction and utility shutoff ended after covid our numbers have just skyrocketed our capacity is 125 but we never turn anyone within our population away so some nights we're at 150 wow you know we're 25 over capacity we just make more room wow now this is why i wanted to bring christy in today not because she does incredible work, right? And she has an amazing team. How many staff do you have under you? Um, 20, I think. Yeah, so her, her department alone has around 20 people she's looking after. And the, like I said, the hardest, you know, especially for those that are working the night shift, those that are there when people are coming in, um, it's tough. It really is tough. The reason why I wanted to have Christy in today wasn't just because of that, but what God has done in her life. Mm. And um, I think what we'll do is I just want you to share your story. Is, is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So, um, but you'll see why she'll share her story. And then I'll talk about how when the YWCA went bankrupt, and we'll talk all about that and how Dream Center took on this program, how critical Christy was. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But Christy, why don't you just open up and just share a little bit about life leading up to uh, really coming to this building that is now called the Dream Center? Well, um, in 1995, I was sleeping in my car with my children. They were three and four years old. Um, and I had run from a very abusive marriage and I was suffering from a depression that was so deep and dark. Um, I was so far away from God. I was not functional. Um, you know, like I had PTSD from the marriage and just a lot of things going on. And I came to the shelter, the very shelter that we run now, um, but it was run by the YWCA. And then I moved in. I was one of the first residents of the village apartments. It, then it was transitional housing program. And I lived there for two years. And I look at that. It was really 
it was really divine intervention because God had a purpose for me to do what I was doing because before that I had worked in finance at um, Sears Mortgage Securities. And believe me, I never thought that I'd be sleeping in my car with my kids and I never thought that I'd be running a homeless shelter and housing program. That was not what I saw for myself, but God had other plans. Wow. So, so let's, let's, let's just go back. Obviously you're there sleeping in a car with your kids, Mm -hmm. um, running from an abusive situation. At that point, it's pretty bleak, right? Like you're, I mean, can you just try and explain like, not just what you went through, but what you see when folks walk into our shelter? Because the shelter is different. Um, than most you know a lot of people when you think of homeless folks you think of an older person you think of someone who's been on the streets for years right you that's just what you see on tv a lot and that's what's conveyed we're talking about a single parent mom two kids can you tell us what that is like the despair you go through well there is so much despair to it I mean, just think about for a minute that you are in your car and your child's scared. Yeah. And there yeah. is nothing you can do. And they're hungry. Yeah. And you don't have anything to give them that it just, it destroys you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and that's why I've always said to staff when they start, remember, when you meet someone, it is most likely the worst day of their life. Or close to it. Yeah. And so um, we just work on building them back up. Because I know when I was there, I was not functional. I needed needed God back in my life. I needed, you know, counseling and, and mentors to walk beside me. All those things we try to put in place in the shelter for the people that come to us. Wow. So there's two there's two sides to this, Chuck. Um, we have the shelter, which is the overnight shelter. Anyone can come to that as long, except for single males, obviously because of security, uh, and also Salvation Army are just a few blocks down the road. So that's what they focus in on. For us, our aim is not to keep someone on that shelter floor. Our aim is to move them either into the village or... Christy is incredible at getting resources. And so finding places for folks to stay, not just stay, but get the support around them. And so if we can do that, then we're able to really see change in the individual's lives. And that's where the 97% comes from, is we're able to really help individuals. Do you want to just go into that a bit with the village and the apartment upstairs? Yes, yes, we have... um a permanent supportive housing program. Uh, it's 21 apartments, um, 18 for families, six for, well, there's three apartments for six single women. And um, we work there on working with people so that we can get them out of supportive housing into just permanent housing where they can become self-sustaining and they can go out. I mean, we have two families right now that are going for Habitat for Humanity houses. So it is our goal to 
get these people on their feet so they don't need support anymore, you know, and that they will go to their forever home. Wow. So let's let's just talk about Christy, though, because so she's gone through this whole ordeal. She lands a job on the front desk at the Y. No. No, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No, go t- t- tell the story. I, I, I went to work at Taco Bell first. Whoa, that's right. That's right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. I, you know, you'll do anything to support family. And I went to to Taco Bell having the support at what was then the transitional housing program was just wonderful and then I went to Taswood Community Services yeah um, and worked in the office there in East Peoria as well as did some ERS work yeah and then a position came open at the YWCA yeah and I was very led to go and give back to the people who had, you know, given to me. So you end up working at the Y. That's yes. what I was trying to get. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So she's she's working at the Y, and we have bought in this process the Dream Center has bought the building which the YMCA owned. Okay. Yep. Within the YMCA, there was a lease with the YWCA. For them to do the homeless shelter and the and the top three floors as the village. So when we bought the building, we now um, really are the landlords for the Y. We're looking after the YWCA. They're paying us rent, right? This was part of the negotiation before yeah. we even came in. Um, and then a few years into that, the YWCA goes bankrupt. So the Dream Center, we are left with a um, a decision to make. Do we just close it all down and make more people homeless, right? Because everyone's right, staying right, there now has right. nowhere to stay in Peoria. Or do we take that ministry on? And it was a very hard decision. It wasn't hard because we knew what to do. The hard point was it was going to add close to half a million dollar budget right, to resources. what we were doing, the resources. And so we we decided to take it on, which was pretty amazing. You know, we've had Amy Grant on here uh, before, um, and we had scheduled nine months earlier for her to come and do a concert at the Dream Center that would be a fundraiser, right? Right. Not knowing about anything that was going to happen with the Y. She was planning to come in the October, and we knew if we took on the housing, with all the monies that would come to us from the housing and everything else, we would be short at least $50,000 to get into the next year. So we'd planned this concert, so we're going ahead with the concert. We took possession, so to speak, of the ministry two weeks before Amy Grant was coming to the Dream Center to do this fundraiser and that night we raised just over $50,000 that got us through in fact that night wow. we sold one bag of coffee for fifty thousand for $10,000 wow yeah that, yeah but let, but let me tell you that the reason why I bring that up I turned to Christy when all this was going down 
And I said, Christy, we've never run a homeless shelter before. I said, we, we, we don't know what we're doing. I mean, we'd only, we'd only been going six years as a non-profit, yeah. period. And I said, Christy, I need you to be a part. I'll let her tell you what she said to me. Well, I didn't want to be in. I, I was the last person employed by the YWCA. I had to let everyone else go. Mm. It was a very painful process. And I was not going to stay in the nonprofit world after going through all that and so i said i will stay on to consult but if i have to work at taco bell again i'm not going to work for a non-for-profit again (laughs) so she told me she said you i'll give you one month and she's still here (laughs) wow well i fell in love with the dream center i mean you know just the kindness and the love and i could feel jesus walking yeah when i was there and i knew i was supposed to be there yeah Yeah. and and you know like i've said chuck we couldn't do what we do without christy and her team and yeah he speaks very highly of you and um (laughs) i remember when he approached me about having you on how excited he was for you to to share your story and for me to sit here along with everybody else yeah hearing it in your own words to, to look back in 1995, sleeping in your car with your two little kids, to sitting here today on Revival Town Podcast, where we highlight people and movements around the globe who are making a difference. And you are, you're making a difference at the Dream Center, leading yeah. the housing program with all these single moms and homeless women, investing in them, pouring into them, speaking into the life, praying with them. And any one of them who says, you don't know what I'm going through is wrong. Right. Because right. right. And so, I do say that a lot. I do say, I know exactly what you're going to be. You know, it's going to be okay. Yeah. I know it's yeah. going to wow. be okay. You're going to make it through this because I've been there. Yeah. Wow. And I'm I sure, oh, go ahead. Well, here's, here's a crazy thing. So uh, Christy was in a car with her two kids. Two days ago, I played golf with her son, who was in that car, sleeping in the car with her, because he is now one of our top maintenance guys at the Dream Center, fixing everything, setting things up for when people come in into the village, uh, make sure the air conditioning's working, the lights are on, like, you name it, takes the mobiles out. Her son has grown into a man, obviously, and is an incredible key wow. part to the dream center as well wow so yeah what what a story yeah. and you know what that's going to give hope to people who are listening people that are struggling people that feel like things can't get better and you're here to tell them and we're here to all tell them that's not true yeah that's right it it does get better and you know having a deep faith in god you know can get you through about anything yeah yeah Yeah. wow well thank you for being willing to share your story yeah and you know um a lot of people always ask there's a lot a lot of things that people ask about the home housing program how you know i mean in fact you've even called chuck and i think this would be good weeks ago yeah um you know we will welcome anyone into the into the homeless shelter um literally and this is what i told you get to just get to the building we will do a a process of, of checking folks in and then from there that opens up different services but the 
the doorway is the homeless shelter. Uh, right. Be in there. Um, and then why don't you just explain a bit about that process? Because it can be scary. And, and the thing that's crazy as well is we've had everyone from, you know, people who have got mental illness all the way up to people who have worked at Caterpillar and, and other corporations that just a few decisions or a few things that happen in life, they lose their job, which then means because they can't get a new job, they lose the house and that it can trickle down balls. very quickly, yeah. very quickly. So why yes. don't you just go through that a little bit? The, well, the logistics of what? Right. And first, let me say, you know, it is very scary to come into a homeless shelter, but shelter is just a means to an end. You know, when a person comes into shelter, they are eligible for so much assistance that you can't get by couch hopping, staying in a hotel, come into the shelter. We have the ability to help you find resources. Mm. But they come in, do an intake process. We are low, low barrier, one of four in the state of Illinois. Yeah. Um, and come in. Can you explain what low, low barrier means, though? What it means is we don't require someone to be sober. We don't require them to have an ID. A lot of shelters require all those things. We don't. You just come. Wow. And and we will figure it out, and we will help you get what you need. Mm. And you know we do. We take people who are not sober that are actively using. We try to help them. Yeah, yeah. You know, get sober, right. and things like that. But we're not gonna. We're gonna keep you safe right. until you can make that decision right. on your own. And just right. and so you have resources available. To, yeah, and, and yes, them. and we're not. You know, <clears throat> if someone comes in. Out the head, right? We are not having them in the room with everyone else. Like we have different rooms. Right. There's yes. safety precautions. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah. But we would rather them be with us, feeling dignity and compassion, than being outside when it's you know 110 degrees or minus 10. You know, we'd rather them be mm. with us than literally dying on the streets. Yes. Now, can I tell you the yeah. story about how this whole mental illness thing kicked in for me? And I believe God showed me this. But one morning, um, this woman, I won't give her name, but she, she had been with us for a long time. She's very mentally ill. She has come back a couple times since. Um, but she had really difficult behaviors. Like she would just take off her clothes in the hallway. And at the time, we were not low, low, low barrier. This was probably 12 years ago, 13 years ago, maybe. And she had been kicked out. Well, I drove up to work and saw her sleeping under a bush. And, and I just had my first granddaughter at that point. And she was sleeping in the fetal position the way my granddaughter slept and it like was so overwhelming to me it was like we've got to do better yeah you know we understand that there are these behaviors right you know that we don't want but we've got to work harder to keep yeah. keep these people inside this was somebody's baby yeah you know yeah. at one yeah. time right. and and so 
we started moving to low low barrier and yeah. it's just been a blessing yeah. wow yeah there's and, a difference between enabling and helping yeah yeah and you know and that's the hard thing you know um with what we do making sure that we're still bringing dignity and compassion but also making sure that we're not creating something where people just feel they can stay there forever right right we've told so many people the dream center isn't the end thing here we are wanting you to move literally move out of the dream center right for some that is very hard with mental illness there will be people who will be with us until they pass away we we just know that right Right. um so we just love on them care for them uh and christy has been to many a funeral where it's just her because the person that's passed away was in the shelter has no family no no one So, you know, that's, that's the reality of what we do. There's a lot of people that like to tell us how to do what we do. Mm. Right. Right. But until you're feeling it and you're in it and around people, right. um, It's hard for people. It's hard for us to listen. I'll be honest when people are like that. Well, because you, you just don't know. Right. So coming full circle here back to the woman who, who was screaming at you, Andy King is a liar. You were standing up in front of the media on her behalf. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and that's, that's why we do what we do as far yeah. as not just the care side, but really the education side of letting people know, what's going on with some of these folks well christy you're living proof that god's not done with any of us even when we're we're sleeping in our car and we're suffering from an abusive marriage and ptsd and we're on the run or hiding wherever we're at i know where's people listening right now they're hurting they're struggling and what a shot of hope today has been for them i think it'd be great to pray yeah christy would you pray just for what we've talked about and the folks that we we uh, work with Yes, yes, I will. Father God, thank you for Revival Podcast today to talk about the things that we're doing at the Dream Center. Lord, I ask you to look over all the folks that we are caring for, all our guests, all our people who have made their home at the Dream Center and the apartments. Bless them, Lord. Show them your grace, your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Okay, Christy, we forgot to tell you about this at the beginning. <laughs> we do a thing called the big three. And what the three big three is, we're going to ask you three questions that have nothing to do with what we've talked about today. <laughs> okay. But everything to, to find out even more about you. All right? All right. All right. So, Chuck, you want me to start? Yeah, you, you start. You start. Okay. All right. Um. You and your husband have this unique hobby. Right. Ooh, I'm, I'm Can you tell us about the hobby, but also the most unique place you have gone with this hobby? Okay. Well, my husband and I like to go to Comic-Cons. We're 
big collectors. He is of diecast cards mm. and um, Marvel comic cards. Okay, and so wow. like we, like we'll get pictures, and she's like all over. I mean, we're not just on about in the Peoria era. I mean, they go everywhere, right? Right, oh. right. Yes, go. My son um, would be very intrigued by this. Yes, we've been all over to Comic Cons and we go to flea markets, like, you know, just odd flea markets. We went up to Wisconsin into the boonies to go to Crazy Frank's a couple weeks ago. What's Crazy Frank's? Wait, Crazy Frank's. We got to get him on the podcast. <laughs> It's a, it's a big flea market and um, look for things. It's also a little added income yeah. for us, you know, that we can turn over. Yeah. Um, and my husband's just a big collector. Yeah. Always has been. He has like probably 40,000 die cast matchbox. Hot oh Wheels my cars. Wow. Um, yeah. It's legit, mate. But the, probably the coolest thing I've done was going to meet William Shatner. Really? At Comic-Con in Cincinnati. Wow. And I did that last year. Yeah. I, you so know, are you a Trekkie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, I, when I, I was... Not, I mean, I, I have the pajamas. But no, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you could go I, to I Comic Trek. Con and wear that. But um, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, he's not. <laughs> no, I, but I did just order. Oh, no. um, what was one of the words on, on a past episode? Bumper, jumper, jumper, jumper. jumper. I just ordered a striper jumper. Really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> for Christmas. Anyway, funny. yeah. Sorry. That's so, wow, this is fascinating. Right. So. Um, we enjoy that. It's how we spend family time now that okay. you know we're empty nest. Yeah, and stuff. We it's it's good time. Wow, wow. All right. Well, my so, question is: so you you years ago, a long time ago, you worked at Taco Bell. Yes. What is I? My, I have two parts to my question. Your favorite menu item, and um, number two, what is one item that you hated making? Okay. Um, <laughs> my favorite menu item still is till today the chili cheese burrito. Ooh, I love that too. Yeah, it's Man. really it's really good. Yeah, forget um, Chinese. We're going to Taco Bell. Oh, mate, yeah. I I can't do Taco. Uh, <laughs> I, I like the chili cheese burrito, but I did not like making burritos. Okay, okay. I couldn't get that fold real well. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. All right. All right, last question. This episode is brought to you by Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> last question, and it's always, got, you know me, um, I love to eat, which sometimes is bad. Your favorite place to eat in Peoria? Oh, that's a hard one. See, now I thought I, I, thought I knew you too it, well. You know. Because I, I, I think I could answer this for you, but I'm, I'm going to let you. You're going to let me answer it? Yeah. Why don't you give a guess? Uh, chili dogs. Yes, I love Wonder Dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, we, she will show up at lunchtime, and she's like, "I got, I got Wonder Dogs," and I mean, there's like twenty of them. Like, right, so, so, what, right. so what's the best? What's the best chili dog in Peoria? Wonder Dog. Wonder Dog, really? Yes. Because I, I think, um, I think that. Um, oh my goodness! Goodness, what's the little the little shack? The clown shack? Uh, what's that? Emos? Emos. Emos. I think they're pretty good, but. Uh, no oh. comment there. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to Wonder Dog. Right. Oh, I, mean, I want right. to check that. I actually have been to Wonder Dog, and it was really good. Yes, and yeah. they have 
you know, the best wonder dogs. It's the most healthiest thing on the planet. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm going to grab some Wonder Dogs and head over to Crazy Frank's. Let's go. <laughs> and Taco Bell on the way. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, Christy, thank you so much for being on Revival Town Podcast today. We, we truly appreciate you not just coming in, but also everything you do at the Dream Center. And, uh, you know, you help us keep what we are doing going, not just on a side of staffing and everything else but christy also is is behind a lot of the grants that we have to apply for with regards to housing so uh, again thank you for everything you do but more than that for who you are and, and what you do well thank you for having me thank you thanks christy love it mate oh mate what what a what a great story! So good, uh, just being around her and her son, and uh, what she does at the Dream Center. I mean, yeah. wow. she gets a lot of calls from me just because we have so many people. And like Christy, what what are we going to do with? You know, I mean, we we de- I can't go into it, but we deal with some of the craziest things, and it's just part of parcel of what we do. Uh, but we also see a lot of victories as well. Of yeah. people. Whatever, you liar! Yeah. You're a liar! <laughs> liar! <laughs> oh, oh, my. But, yeah, it was yeah. great having Christy on and telling yeah. her story. And, and that her son now works there at Dream yeah. Center, too. It's just, yeah. I mean, from sleeping in the car now to working yeah. in the same place with the, you know. Yeah, and talks trash to me all the time about my golf game. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is great. I mean, really is. It's been one of those things that seeing God work through uh, from us taking on the homeless shelter. And, and like I say, you know, we did a full, you know, $1.3 million renovation of the shelter a few years ago, the year before COVID. And um, and going through that journey so we could bring dignity even more. And uh, so, yeah, so Chris has been... On the journey from day one with us. Yeah. And, uh, and, and let me just be the first to say, for, for those that have never been to Peoria, you've never been on a tour of Dream Center Peoria, this is not a dump, all right? When you talk about dignity and compassion, and honor, I mean, it is a nice, very nice place. And, and you, um, you have poured into it. You have gone out and got resources. People have invested to make this a great place. Yeah. Well, so, thanks. Thanks, Frank. Yeah. We just keep doing it. I mean, to be honest, we've said this many, many times. Um, our goal is not to have a dream center because it means need has been met completely in the city and it's, we're not needed. But until that day happens, we will meet the needs head on as hard as we can uh, with dignity, compassion and purpose. Love it. Well, okay. So. Bye-bye. Um, <laughs> see you later. So, um Tate and his mate, and I have got um, I got a good one. Okay. Tate and his mate is where I throw an English word or phrase at Chuck, and he's got to try and guess what I'm even talking about because it's not used over here. All right. Um, Let's do it. We talked about the, the crazy day I had, yep. being heckled, and then that night going to the town hall meeting. Yep. At the end of that day, I needed a paracetamol. You, you needed to go parasailing. Oh. <laughs> oh, I needed a paracetamol. A, a paracetamol? That's it. Paracetamol. Paracetamol. I needed a paracetamol. 
Uh, is that another word for a chili cheese burrito? Paracetamol. Paracetamol. I have no idea. No idea? I, I, I'm going to, is it something you put on a Wonder Dog? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, no, a paracetamol, okay? Is it a paracetamol animal? No, <laughs> a paracetamol. <laughs> oh, oh. Help me out. Use English it one more people. time in a sentence. Um, after the end of that day, yeah. a tough day, yeah. I needed a paracetamol. Um, you needed... And a- I don't drink, so it's not that. Okay, okay yeah. <laughs> I knew you didn't, so that's why I... Um, a nap? Uh, well, I did, but that's not what this is. Uh, um, how about you just, you needed a um, couple aspirin. You needed some Tylenol, some ibuprofen. Oh, you stink. What? Ibuprofen. Is it really? Oh, that's the, the English name for ibuprofen, ibuprofen or okay. something like that. All right, yeah. all right. Well, I, I really didn't get it. You had to use it in another context for yeah. me to get it, but there you go. yeah, fun stuff. Well, uh, there you go. Thanks for listening to Revival Town today. Make sure you are checking in uh, uh, through social media. Make sure you're telling people about it. And uh, like I say, we'll keep keep bringing uh, the different guests on and having a, a good time when we're doing it. Uh, Chuck, you're doing great. I'm doing I'm doing great. Thanks to you. Thanks. Uh, you know what? If you guys enjoy this, let us know. We've been doing this now for. Um, going this fall will be three years. Three years. So uh, if you, um, yeah, we'd like to hear from you. Yeah, let us know. Uh, leave a leave a message on the website or no, socials no, DM. Please give us a call. Seriously, is there anyone out please, there? Yeah. <laughs> anyone? Hello. <laughs> well, thank you right. so much for listening to Revival Town today, and we'll see you next week. Next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Revival Town Podcast. Make sure you're following us on social media and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, head on over to RevivalTownPodcast.com. Oh,